Here's what's coming up on today's show. And you know what I say to that? Get off the internet. You you bought a home. Enjoy it. Love it. You know, don't worry about the next home that's popping up there that you wished you could have bought instead. Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. I've got some headlines to run over in today's show, Colleen, and I'm interested in your perspective on this first one in particular. This is from Dave Ramsey. Uh, obviously, a lot of people probably know Dave from yeah. his uh, you know, <laughs> uh, hosting experience in life and major business he runs out of Tennessee about financial education, but he's also big in real estate and lots of other things like that. He said, spoiler alert, the housing market is not going to crash. So he broke down some of the reasons why he thinks the housing market is not in for this price crash that some people are a little bit worried about. And honestly, Colleen, it all boils down in his mind to supply and demand. Even with interest rates, all that kind of stuff. He's just like, you know what? Here's some important stats. 2007, new starts. Uh, Well, we have current inventory, half of what it was in 2007. So half the homes are for sale before the last crash. So we have this major supply issue that you've highlighted a lot on the show, of course. And you throw on top of that new starts. That's what? New builds, Colleen? Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So new starts are 35% lower than they were in 2005. Also, you know, was uh, right before that, you know, last crash we had. So he's like, the math is pretty simple. You've got basically low used supply and low new supply equals low total supply. Not yeah. hard to do that math, right? <clears throat> well, it's interesting. And we've been talking a lot about new construction today. And so that that makes sense. It's just, it's so exciting to see these great new construction subdivisions come because we just need that housing. And it really helps with our inventory. Yeah, it's so interesting to see that. And then what's el- what else is interesting? We know there's like two sides of the coin, right? The supply and the demand. Well, there are 12 million more households in the U.S., wanting to own a home using 2020 numbers compared Mm. to 2007. So there's your increased demand by 12 million homes compared to, you know, a little over a decade ago. Amazing to see that difference too. We talk about the supply a lot, but there's illustration that your demand's way up too. Yes, absolutely. And you know, the thing about the, the supply and demand, people wanting to own homes, I mean, because they can't afford to rent. I mean, it costs as much to rent or more than it does to own. So even though we've seen mortgage rates going up, we've got buyers that really want to purchase homes and they don't mind the interest rate. It's not enough to deter them from buying. So as long as we have this abundance of buyers, we're not going to crash. It's a great We don't point. have enough inventory. Yeah, and, and, and that's what Dave seems to think. He says higher interest rates, higher prices, uh, they're not enough uh, really to offset the reality of supply and demand. He just doesn't think that tipping point is going to happen. So No. Very interesting. So it sounds like you're, you're in pretty good agreement there with uh, Dave's takeaways. Yeah, we align pretty much. You know, I used to be a, uh, one of their preferred agents. And since I am less in, in production and more in a coaching role now of coaching my agents, I haven't, uh, I have since dropped that opportunity. But I, I do love his ELP program and his, um, the way he kind of thinks about real estate in general. I mean, I follow his books and his show. 
And I think a lot of people may be listening to this. I mean, I think he airs actually on KSLM, but um, mortgage rates being what they are and the way he talks about it, it's this, you know, better mortgage comes in, you can get pre-approved for something really great and get into a home. If you're thinking about doing it, don't let anything deter you right now. It's, it's, it's a really good time historically to purchase a home and then you'll be so glad you did. You'll won't be renting anymore. <laughs> it's a good point. And it is crazy rents right now. You you feel like, okay, yeah, I might as well buy with how wild that side of the equation is. So Well, the uh, demand is there on rent or purchase. You know, mm-hmm. we just have people that need homes. So and the uh, the new construction growth or what does he call it? New starts. New starts, that's, yeah. That's not enough to make up for the the last ten years that builders have been slow at bringing new inventory. And so we just don't see the inventory being more than the buyer demand anytime soon. Uh, great points all across the board. And I'll add one last thing. And that's, uh, you know, Dave's, I think, favorite phrase is to always say something along the lines of, you know, you have the heart of a teacher. And I think you illustrate that each week here on this show, Colleen. So that's something else you guys definitely align with a little bit. Uh, another article I came across, and we can spend a few minutes on this one, Colleen, Top buyer regrets. Uh, We've done these on the show in the past before, (laughs) but, you know, every couple of years, it's good to bring this Mm -hmm. up again, especially, you know, because housing's changed a lot in the last couple of years with the pandemic and that kind of thing, and the factors are different, so then the regrets might be a little bit different. Uh, So this was a recent article from Homelight, and it finds that 70% of buyers have at least one regret about their home buying experience. That doesn't strike me as crazy. Like we, you know, it's a relatively, you know, complex buying process, Mm -hmm. buying a home. There's a lot that goes on. You're going to have one thing that you could say, okay, I wish that was different, you know. So that doesn't shock me so much. Uh, But here were the top regrets. Uh, There was a tie at the top at 22% of all buyers. One was feeling that you overpaid for a home, which makes sense with how crazy home prices have been. (laughs) And then underestimating how much maintenance would be required on that home. What do you think of those as the top regrets? Well, overpaid could mean two things. Like, did you pay more than you think the value of your home is? No, I think overpay means maybe you maybe stretched your budget a little bit more than you're comfortable with. And now you have less money um, at the end of the month to make your make your maintenance requests. And the thing about maintenance and upgrades is everything is so expensive right now. So if you've bought a home that has you a little strapped on a mortgage payment, and then you look at, hey, you'd like to do some improvements to it, and then you get these bids that are like three times what you thought they would be, that's where I think maybe that regret is. And you just can't afford to do yeah. maybe everything you wanted to do on the house. I think that makes a lot of sense. And uh, 20% following those two was folks who said that they decided which home to buy too quickly. Okay, I feel like so, uh, that, that one has to have been sh- like less in previous years, right? That's a, that's a pandemic one. Right, because you're just like, you have this sense of urgency, like, oh my gosh, it just hit the market. We got to jump on it so quick. And I have to say, I am feeling that same thing. I am in escrow. I am buying a different home. I close the end of the month and I can't stop, even though I'm a realtor and I know the inventory and everything, I can't stop looking and seeing what pops up every day. Like, did I make the right decision? Did I, did I buy something too quickly? And you know what I say to that? Get off the internet. You, you bought a home, enjoy it, love it. You know, don't worry about the next home that's popping up there that you wished you could have bought instead. 
and just know that nothing is permanent. You know, you need to stay in your primary residence for two years with the appreciation you're going to gain so that you don't pay capital gains on it. But after, you know, it could just be a two year plan. Maybe you think about what you ultimately want in your next home. And we can, after, you know, you get two years in your home, let's start looking for it. And when it comes, you're ready to, um, you're ready to pounce on that dream home. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Colleen. And uh, if you want to get in touch with Colleen, talk a little bit more about that dream home, what it looks like in your mind, and getting positioned so you can be ready to pounce, call or text 503-830-9467. That's 503-830-9467. Another regret, this was 18% of folks, said that they underestimated the total cost of home ownership. So this is overlooking things like taxes, insurance, Uh and the other items that get lumped in. HOAs, yeah. Well, I would say that's where a good real estate agent, buyer's agent comes in because, you know, we want to consult you, make sure you're prepared financially for all the costs that are going to be involved and you don't get caught off guard with unexpected costs that you can't afford. So that's, we set the expectations very clearly up front, what your monthly payment's going to look like, cost of moving, your closing costs, and all those things. Good points there, Colleen. And this next one sounds like something that's not necessarily pandemic related. Uh, 13% regret the layout of the home. Oh, well. That seems like a high amount for like really not liking the layout. Like, you know, I can understand a few folks being like, ah, yeah, I thought I would like this, but I didn't. But that's a pretty significant number to say, oh, the whole layout of the home. I just don't like it. I mean, you're looking at the layout when you buy the house. So I, I don't... Maybe just it's hard to decide to know until you really live in it, you know, something like that. Especially for first-time home buyers, they really might, may not may not know their preferences for right. certain things like that. I'm just pondering. Maybe that's hmm. where that one's coming from. Twelve uh, percent wish the home was in a more central location, and another twelve oh. percent regret buying in an area with a different political climate than what they prefer. <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> that one's probably up the last couple of years from probably previous yeah, studies. Oh, yeah. Well, don't like my neighbors. I don't know. Um, but yes, well, central People location. have always not liked their neighbors. It's just for different reasons <laughs> these days, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> mm, my goodness. Um, I'm, I'm not going to touch that. But hey, the central location, location's everything. You know, if you find yourself, especially with gas prices, you're commuting longer than you want to be. I can see where that'd be a, a regret. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for sure. Uh, there were several other regrets listed, but they all registered at 10% or lower. Those were wanting better schools, uh, wish they had used a different agent, and wished neighbors uh, couldn't do short-term rentals next couldn't. door. <laughs> yeah, that's the coast for us. Um, my house is in Nelscott in Lincoln City, and um, it's a short-term rental-free zone. So oh, gotcha. the neighbors okay. watch like uh-huh. you, you can't be caught renting it out on the weekend. <laughs> Very <laughs> they interesting watch how those yes. preferences take hold in some areas and then don't mm-hmm. in others. So. Mm-hmm. Very interesting to see that. Well, kind of absorbing all these different regrets, Colleen, you know, one thing that really strikes me that, you know, just some education could have avoided probably a lot of these kinds of things or just some pre-planning, you know, like the research into what maintaining a home is going to cost and some of those other things like taxes and insurance. I mean, you know, a good agent, it sounds to me, could help you avoid a good 50, 60, 70 percent of these regrets that pop up. 
That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, let's have that expectation conversation, what you definitely um, need in a home versus what you want in a home. And we can really ask the right questions because we do this for a living. Questions maybe you're not even thinking about, like, gosh, I never really thought about, you know, my neighborhood or, you know, whatever it may be. And we're going to ask you those questions just to make sure that we're on the right track of finding you the home that you're going to love. And then, like I said earlier, nothing's permanent. If you get in the house and you don't just love it, then start making a list of what you want in your next house. And if you have to sell within two years and you don't mind paying the capital gains tax, and it's only on what you bought it for versus what you're selling it for. So it might not be that significant and we'll get you into something else that you love more. The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.